Hey, what's up, Sam? Hey, Nathan. What's up? Uh, hanging out. Nice. Feeling fine in Richmond, VA. You know, I just wanted to start pulling up SoundCloud to uh, to see when our last episode went up. And uh, I literally, it's been so long I couldn't remember the name SoundCloud to type in. Um, <laughs> Not a good sign. No, I think uh, I think we deserve to have an off season <laughs> of sorts. This is the first year that I remember that I had like weeks in a row of no yeah. no crazy weddings. Still traveling a lot, but no like full on weddings for the last almost month. Yeah, crazy. it's uh, yeah. I've had I've had yeah all since the Jamaica wedding. I've had off. And then uh, just next week, I've got my first uh, my first wedding since then. Yeah. So we recorded when we went to Jamaica together. We recorded on our iPhones an episode that uh, I haven't totally been able to clean up. I think it's going to be usable, but it's obviously going to be a much lesser quality than than this. What we're used it's to. It's going to be fine. But I think it should be fun for people. So maybe we'll sandwich that in between this one and whatever one we record next. But gosh, yeah. that was uh, literally. Almost two months ago. It was a solid month and a half. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the the one we put up two weeks ago, we recorded before that one. So it's it's <laughs> been a little while. So forgive us if we're out of practice, you know, talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, if, I, if I suck at talking for any reason, just, you know, let me know. Yeah. Um, like you do in a podcast. Like you do in a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just raise your hand and, and I'll say, okay, <laughs> I see you. So I'm really excited about these. What is the, what is that? It's a gi- I'm looking at a giant clear coffee cup. It looks like yeah, it's an espresso. It's a double paned glass espresso. They're not expensive or anything. Huge. Yeah, it looks gigantic, but uh, it's actually only so big because it's got an interior layer to show you around the gap so the actual inside isn't that much liquid so what what's inside of it though is what i'm really excited about it's coffee but it's nespresso coffee and nespresso is like nespresso nespresso yeah um and it's uh like keurig but infinitely better tasting it's so i was always impressed with nespresso it's really popular in europe anytime i've been in europe they generally have like a nespresso machine in the hotel room and they have little capsules for them and i tried them and and thought these are pretty good but um i don't know much about coffee i just kind of know what i like when i drink it and that's about the Mm -hmm. extent and um Anyway, I was in Italy for a workshop uh, a couple weeks ago, and Italians are espresso obsessed. Though. Yeah, they're they're obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they drink it every day. I mean, you seriously, you wake up, you step out of your bed, and you walk to the espresso machine. Yeah, you make an espresso, <laughs> and that's uh, how it works. And yeah, and then it's uh, you know after every meal, it's every it's almost like every thirty minutes, and I'm not even kidding. So they know their stuff in terms of uh, yeah experience of drinking coffee. And the Italian I was staying with had an espresso machine. I was like, oh wow! So you do everything just on espresso? You don't have like a really high end fancy whatever? He's like, no, this tastes better than anything I've 
I've purchased. And then I talked to a bunch of other Italians, and the consensus was almost always the same, unless you were in a restaurant where they had a big machine. Nespresso coffee is excellent. So I actually okay. bought a, a, a European-only version of a Nespresso machine. Uh, I actually had to get a power step-up converter to, to, mat, <laughs> to get it to 220 volts, because they don't sell it or make it for okay. the U.S. And uh, you know, I had it shipped home, and now I'm enjoying my Italian Nespresso mm, right here with delicious. you all. Um, it's, it's really great. And George Clooney sponsors them, so... You know, my friend George. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yes. Georgie, we call him. Yeah. Yeah. I just call um, him G. You call, oh, you call him G. Yeah. I call him Georgie. Georgie. He doesn't like that. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> yeah. How would you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Nice. So, uh, what's, uh, what's been new since it's the just last been, time uh, we podcasted? Good amount of travel. Uh, a lot of workshops and uh, a lot of weird things in the works as far as uh, future projects with uh, other photographer kind of collaboration things. And um, two, one vow renewal, one elopement. One was in Arizona and one was in California. Cool. That was pretty cool. And I went to Italy and Germany uh, for two different workshops. And um, I think that's about it. It's been a pretty good stretch of non-wedding related photography stuff so cool. um, at the same time that we wrapped up and you finished our new record recording guitar and vocals yeah. and um we're anxiously yeah. awaiting those first mixes <laughs> yep the uh the eight songs um are done and uh yeah we're just yeah waiting on mixes and then i'm gonna go in did you finish one uh, song by the way Nobody knows what yeah. that means, but just make yeah, it sure. Yeah, Once, once yeah. On is one of our old songs we recorded for this new album. And, uh, yep, got got some lyrics done actually on the fly uh, in front of the mic. Um, so oh, we'll from the heart. All right. Yeah. It, it should be pretty really interesting. good or really bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, they could be real bad. Um, but, no, I, I, I felt actually pretty good about them. Um, Abby got in there and did uh, a few vocal parts as well, so there'll be some... Some, uh, That's Nathan's some wife. Parts in, in there case too. anybody doesn't know, yeah, Nathan's wife, Abby. Yep, yeah, she has got a great voice, so uh, she's I, on there. I'm going to commit for whenever episode we've got a few mixes when we do a podcast next. I'm going to open the podcast and close it with a, a clip from two different songs. Yeah. I'm going to commit to that. The right. unreleased uh, versions, because I'm sure the first mixes will have some tweaks. Oh, but, yeah, but that's um, yeah, it's yeah. Exciting. And so all that's. All, all that's left to do is uh, get those mixes done, and then I've got a couple little extra guitar things that I'm going to be doing in there. Um, cool. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Yeah, go in for like a whole day um, over there with Will, and if you're available, that'd be awesome to have you around. Um, yep, absolutely. But um, yeah, just get a couple other little tidbits to throw in the record there, and I'm feeling pretty excited about it. So. Yeah, you know, I'm. I cannot wait. And uh, sounding really good. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be too bad nobody will mix. will hear it. But <laughs> we'll have to really sponsor some Facebook posts for anybody to have an actual chance at hearing yeah, it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. No, Just, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I should be pretty available as my as my experience has gone up. So have my rates with speaking at conferences. So as a result, no conference wants to hire me to speak anymore. So <laughs> I'm much more available on weekdays. <laughs> <laughs> I have been cool. the past year. Um, but to be honest, I'm kind of sick of, uh, 
you know, elaborate uh, destination conferences for back, lack of a better f- phrase. I don't know what you, you know, call them. On a, on a lesser level, that actually reminds me of something that happened uh, this week, which is that you you uh, sent me a, a, an inquiry for a proposal, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't love proposals. I don't love doing proposals. Um, yeah, I, I quote I quote you know I quoted them my my normal rate, and I'd be happy to do it if they want to do it, but. I don't, I don't love doing them. It's um, tough. I've done one before. And I don't know why I'd, I've not gotten many inquiries or anything. I just have only ever done one. And, um, nice. yeah, it's the problem, I believe. And tell me if you have other insights, which I'm sure, sure. you do. The problem, I, I think, with it is photography is not embarrassing, but it's invasive. You know, it's intimate. It's like it you're, it's you're intimate being thing. captured. Yeah. And it's so important that both people... Uh, have been involved in the decision making of in some way, or at least some knowledge and preparation about like you know what they want to be wearing when they're being photographed. And with the proposal, mm-hmm. you know, it's a surprise by default. One half of the equation is completely missing, <laughs> yep. or a third of the equation is totally missing. And uh, mm-hmm. it's usually the the woman who you know most of my inquiries come from the bride. I get plenty of grooms as well, but m- the majority of them are from the the bride in my weddings and um yeah it's uh it always makes it really awkward because you want to charge enough to make it worth your time and then when you're there it would be weird to just show up shoot the proposal and be like all right see you later like you you need to make the time and the value you want to do some yeah we need to do like an hour's worth of photos otherwise like you know you're gonna pay me my engagement rate for a proposal that's uh, anyway um yeah that was been my problem like you know exactly yeah yeah even if even if you have a couple like a wedding couple and one person doesn't care at all about photography or hasn't seen your work at least they were given the chance to make that decision (laughs) that they didn't want to be involved right uh yeah not so right yeah i mean i've I've only done two um proposals one on the kennedy center rooftop and one in front of the lincoln memorial um they both went very well uh in terms of like got the shot um it was great um but both times there was the the first the first one i ever shot in front of the lincoln memorial i think i waited for about an hour and a half oh Um, i did too sunrise sunrise at lincoln memorial and they were 40 minutes late something like that Yeah. yeah yep so that's that's one thing where you're just like, all right, what am I even doing here? And then they show up, you you know, you you grab it. It's like crazy intense, like way more intense than a wedding, um, you know, in terms of like stress level. In my opinion, I was, you know, I'm I'm there flipping out, making sure that they're coming in the right place, and invariably the guy, uh, you know, moves a little bit. You know, not quite where you were expecting them to go because none of this is really rehearsed. Yeah, yeah, it's that last um, last twenty percent that yeah, just you have no control over and screws yeah, everything. So up. you know, I I got a couple of you know good shots, or maybe even portfolio type stuff um, from those. But it was really it was the it was that stress combined with again the after afterwards of like, all right, I really want to do. 45 minutes at least of you know a good portrait session knock out some photos and they're trying to like call people and right <laughs> they're and the girl's 
flipping out. She may not have makeup on. Like, she may, you know, she might be wearing just, like, sweatpants. Like, who knows, like, what's going on uh, with the bride. Um, er, and, or I guess the, uh, the, the girl. And it just gets uncomfortable after a while. I mean, I remember the, that after that Lincoln Memorial shoot, we, you know, we were going around. And I was, I was kind of milking it going for about a half hour. And I, and I definitely got the sense that the girl was like, I'm done with this. Let's get out of here type deal. Yeah. And that was, you know, unfortunate because, um, I just wanted to get some you're really expensive. great yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Not, and, it's not like you're there for free. Yeah. yeah and, so, and anyway, that's yeah, it's, my frustration. Yeah. It's a lot of effort and work just to have, you know, a few frames. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you you passed on the inquiry? No. Um, I I mean, I gave him my, my rates, but I I don't know. the From what I could tell, also, the people that call you, and maybe you can get this, uh, maybe you can confirm this or disprove it. Every proposal inquiry I've gotten has been a phone call out of the blue. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Which is so weird. So I get, I get a phone call, and and when I get a phone call, at, honestly, that's a red flag for me. Uh, <laughs> me too. Just because I'm like, I don't really advertise my phone number that much. Um, so if somebody's getting in touch with me, it, it better either be like a direct like friend of a friend um or or else i'm gonna be sketched out i wonder why that is i'm I'm exactly the same way but my inclination it's funny whenever i've been searching for like a contractor or somebody to work on the house or whatever my first stops are basically yelp and then calling the numbers directly right which would probably if i knew nothing about the wedding industry be my exact same process for trying to find a photographer so i wonder what it is about those those phone calls and those inquiries that tend to be a lot of times not very high quality leads in terms of people's seriousness and right. their their idea of what they want and all that and and just yeah red flags <laughs> i still i still remember the worst wedding inquiry i ever got which thank god i did not take this wedding um but i got an inquiry um where a guy just called me out of the blue this was years ago this is like four years ago um guy called me out of the blue and he just starts like firing off questions and i have not even established who this person is how they got my number um Mm. and they're just already like bugging me with tons of questions what are your rates like do you have you ever shot a um a filipino wedding before uh have you ever shot a catholic wedding before and i'm like dude i'm a wedding photographer like i've seen everything let's talk (laughs) about something i don't know um (laughs) that's awesome and um (laughs) And so anyway, I ended up meeting these people and they wanted to go, I, I already, like they were asking for a deal. So I like cut them like a couple of hundred bucks off and they kept wanting to go lower and the guy was in real estate or something and it was a nightmare. I passed on it and I thank God every day that I didn't take that because that would have been a nightmare. Good for you. Good they for met you. me out of five guys. That's Which like, actually is a good sign. That. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'd be all over that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, exciting. Well, throughout uh, that conversation, I had like five other threads that I wanted to maybe talk about, but now I can't remember any of them. Oh no! Yeah, I sneezed oh, them all out. I guess I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, um, another fun project I've been working on that has nothing to do with photography, but everything to do with technology, is uh, you know the Hue light bulbs that are pretty pretty cool. 
Yep, Philips here. Yep, they're all Wi-Fi connected. We have a bunch of the color bulbs everywhere. And uh, there's two new pieces of technology I've been using with them. One is I found they have hue motion sensors, which I thought, like, that might be cool. Just, like, put one in the front of the house or something so they would turn on. And uh, it works so well, so um, uh, reliably and instantly that I ended up buying five, and I basically have motion sensors in every room of the house now. Nice. So you just walk in. It's incredible. Come, lights we have one on down and... the hall. Yeah, down the, the long hallway that gets pretty dark, even in the daytime. Uh, the hue lights turn on to a preset temperature and, and brightness. Then at night, you... they turn on to a, a dimmer setting so that they don't wake okay. everybody in the house up. Um, as you enter the bathroom, they turn up a little bit at night. And then in the daytime, they, they turn in the front hall. It's really cool. Did you say they're battery powered or not? Yeah, really low battery use. They're, they don't need to be replaced very often at all. So, do, do you are you so are you uh, walking into a room? They turn on, and when you leave the room, do they turn off? Yep. If there's no motion after a certain amount of time, they turn off. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's it's really well executed. And then another cool thing is if you already have the Hue bulbs and you have your iPhone, you can download an app called Hue Camera. And I have a little, you know, an iPhone mount that I put my phone on and point it at the TV. And as you're watching movies, it takes a read of the colors in real time of your screen and matches the ambient light using the hue bulbs to your television, which I thought like, yeah, it'd be kind of lame. It's freaking awesome. It's It's so so good. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, It really feels like the screen is almost like 10 times larger. Bigger. Yeah, it's crazy. I've I've seen these really interesting uh, LED light setups um, that go basically behind your monitor, and I think a lot of people use it for gaming and stuff. But you can you can yeah. use it for anything. Yeah, and they project onto the wall behind the monitor uh, a, a set of colors, and when you when anything is happening on the screen especially on the edges of the screen whatever color whether it's you know a white um you know newspaper article that you're reading uh or you know or spotify or something that color on the back is extended changes and it's cool. it makes it immerses you into the uh the monitor so it's just pretty cool that's a, that's fantastic. Yeah, it, I really underestimated how awesome it would be. It's kind of cumbersome to have to like set your phone up and point it at the screen every time you want to use it. But you know, I just kind of have my mount, my iPhone stand in the same spot every time. Uh, it's been really really fun. So that's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess we should get to the main topic of the main this, event. this episode. Da, 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 da. The eighty five. Millimeter, millimeter lenses, which um, came into my mind as a topic because one, we're doing every focal length, and two, yeah. I'm officially a Sigma ambassador, and they've sent me yeah. uh, the 8514 Art Man, to review. Is... It is gigantic. Have I talked about this on the podcast yet? I don't think I have. I don't know. I, I did on Instagram did. Live, but oh my gosh, it's huge. Um, is it heavy? It's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's a lot of glass, but. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's really good. Nice. Um, it's just so big. But uh, 
You know, I've been using the 85, and so have you, I believe. You took my old one, actually, and got it repaired because I'd broken yeah, it. Yeah, you broke it, and uh, I repaired it and kept it. That's the 85 1.4 <laughs> HSM. And, uh, you know, this one is freaking sharper than that, which... Jeez, which is art, like, yeah. razor sharp, Yeah, the say. old version already was insane. This is sharper, yeah. and the build quality on this is very satisfying. I mean, it is like a, like a tank. Looks like a tank, yeah. Um, it's very similar to the other art bodies, but just the size of it makes it just feel like a rock. It's like a grenade in your hand, <laughs> but a uh, heavy one. Um, have you ever held a grenade? Um, maybe? Yeah, I can't remember. Seems like that'd be something something people would know about themselves, for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, then I guess I haven't held one, otherwise I would know like the power of the hand yeah. grenade. That's the most terrifying And the thing. holy hand grenade. You shall count two, three. The number of thou shalt counting shall be three. Continue. Yeah. So anyway, I have had the chance to shoot with it for a couple of shoots, mostly workshops and the elopement that I did. And the uh, the vow renewal. No full weddings yet, but that'll change. I have a wedding this Thursday. And uh, anyway, it's great. I think they've done an amazing job. I'm going to look up the price point, actually. I haven't even... Uh, I'm going to do a full gear review about it, but uh, what are your thoughts on the 85mm focal length? When do you tend to gravitate towards that as your preferred? So um, my answer to that is uh, a little wonky just because my 80 to 200, um, well, the story of me shooting with 85 goes way back to the days of the 70 to 200 that I had a long time ago that I never replaced. Um because I had this 80 to 200, it's a really old beat up one. And then I, I found some guy who was selling his old 70, his 70 to 200, um, was it VR vibration reduction? Yeah. And, um, had that for a while. Then we shot this Russian wedding. I left it there and it was gone. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. and, uh, that never, never showed up again. And so then I, and then eventually my 80 to 200 broke again worse and 85 was just the longest focal length i had other than that i didn't have like a 135 or 105 or anything hmm. so literally for the past couple of years i've just been shooting 85 whenever i need anything longer than 50 um and uh even though my 80 to 200 does work now um okay it uh i use 85 for basically everything uh that's not you know that i really need some reach on um and especially that Sigma, man, that Sigma HSM, I got to say, I know, I know the art's better, but it is just an awesome lens. Great lens if you've, if you've got it or you come across it. It is. Um, the and older 85, 85 know, 1.4 is awesome. The more time Sigma. Sigma's newer lenses have been out, the more I'm convinced, very similar to the D750, that the manufacturing process at Sigma is still not much better than it used to be in that mm-hmm. if you get a really good copy – It'll probably work really, really, really well. Yeah, you know, if it's mm-hmm. if it's worked well through the first year, it'll probably continue to do so. But just so many people get turned off by Sigma because it doesn't perform well, misses focus or whatever, and right. they just think it's them or like the lens being crappy or whatever. And uh, usually, that's not the case. Like the actual glass and the technology is amazing as long as you get a good sure. copy. And that was the case even before the art lenses. So it's it's unfortunate to realize that maybe they are having similar issues with their actual build process. But 
Um, so I looked up the price. I'm actually shocked that it's not that different from the Nikon. The Nikon 8514G is 1600 bucks, And then okay. the Sigma Art is 1200 bucks. Okay. So it's still a good chunk of change cheaper. It's a whole other yeah, lens you could get cheaper, cheaper. but um, not like some of the other differences, like the Sigma 24 Art versus the Nikon. That's a $1,000 difference. Sure. Um, and by the way, how is Ken Rockwell still a thing? How is this person still? I, I don't know, but he's still kicking, man. <laughs> he's killing it. His website he's is still just killing it. all over. He's always on top. Gosh. He's he's yeah, the man. He's the first one that ever comes up when I search for a lens. It's really <laughs> frustrating. But uh, that's okay. Actually, I do appreciate his sterile technical insights. Oh, I just yeah, don't man. appreciate he, his opinion at all. He knocks it down. Yeah. Um, um, so, so, what, so what do you use the 85 for? Yeah. Um, and, and what situations do you use it? Almost never in, in close situations. Like getting ready and stuff, that's... That is the worst place. I've tried to use it in getting ready. I used to use that when I yeah. was first starting out at 85. It's way too isolating. It get, removes yeah. all sense of context, which can be fine, especially if you're in like a, you know, a messy, uninspiring room. But, hey, you can also use the prism to take care of some of those problems and reflections to get get things out of it. And, and for me, you just lose way too much context. So almost exclusively, I would use it for a ceremony when I just yep. can't get close or um, – Reception, when I can get a little closer for toasts. Um, my actual preference during receptions is probably more of a 135. But what's great about the Nikon bodies is the in-camera cropping. Uh, you can crop down to a uh, cropped sensor format on the RAW file in-camera, which is really great. And when you go all the way crop down, the 85 turns into a 135. I mean, you obviously lose resolution, but it's not really a problem with cameras these days and so the 85 is kind of nice uh the 135 whenever i crop that in it's like a 200 millimeter and that's just almost right. ne never useful for me almost so right. um i do like the 85 if i could only bring one lens it would probably be the 85 not the 135 but um yeah i mean and i've tried it I've, you know occasionally for portraits it's fantastic for the the you know famous brenizer method of mm -hmm. bokeh panoramas yeah, great for that yeah um and uh, I, I guess that's about it. I never bring it to uh, engagement sessions or anything like that. Yeah, no, I leave it out usually. Same problem, just way too isolating. And um, yeah, and you know, one one thing uh, I realized more concretely and was even convinced more than I had thought about previously is it's good. And this is a complete tangent, <laughs> but. Um, okay. The uh, the workshop that I did in Italy, uh, a few people wanted me to do like a portfolio review, and I said sure, but I only do my portfolio reviews in public in front of everybody because it'll basically be the same feedback for everybody after I do the first two. Right. People will get the gist of what I'm going to say and critique and have suggested a change about. And uh, this uh, the two people I looked at they they had a great portfolio of work, but it was all over the place like. Right. They, they, he was yep. like, and what I mean all over the place, it wasn't just like post processing or anything like that. He was using um, mostly zoom lenses and uh, 
um, changing up this primes constantly. It's like, well, when, how often do you use the 85? He's like, as much as the 28. I was like, how often do you use that? He's like, as much as the 50. It's like, how often, as much as the 24. He would go everywhere. And, and one of the big things that I noticed in terms of like a good consistency and a, and a cohesive style to a photographer's portfolio was really having a similar perspective, not just in the focal length, sure. like framing, but actually in like the background compression that that focal length has. And, uh, and the distance you would physically be on average from your couple to, to yourself, um, that all gets ironed out in a very consistent way when you really commit to, uh, the same exact focal lengths time and time again, instead of using a zoom lens where you could be anywhere from 70 to 200 millimeters or 24 to 70, uh, and anywhere in between. Um, yeah, and the 85 really pairs well with a 35. So if you're considering one, definitely look at the other and see what the options are. And I think we just put up a podcast about the 35. So that's kind yeah. of where that tangent came from in my, in my mind. But um, also just a real easy thing you can do as a photographer to create a little more consistency in in your overall look. Yeah, yeah. and I, I know uh, you know a number of photographers that do the 35, 85 thing. Um, and mm-hmm. they tend to be... Uh, either a little more kind of on the, uh, I'm going to say this, but it, I don't mean it in a bad way, but sort of in the preppier direction, um, more preppier, more, um, yeah. Popped collar. <laughs> yeah. More, you know, polo, more pastel uh, type deal or yeah, very romantic. Jose Villa filmy types. Yeah. There you go. Or like, uh, or, or they're kind of in the very romantic, very isolated, um, kind of uh kind of idea which is you know which again as long as you're consistent uh and as long as you're as what you're doing is skillful and uh you're you know trying to push yourself there's no reason that you can't do whatever you want for instance if if that person is if the way that that for instance that person you were mentioning you did the portfolio review for if his style is to just be switching up all the time um you know, let's see, let's see the skill in that. Let's, if you really want to keep doing that, by all means, just show me, show me how it's good. Yeah. And you, Um, but you really have to stretch your consistency in every other metric even more. Exactly. So that it doesn't seem like you're just, uh, uh, you know, photo vomiting all over the place. Even if there are amazing moments, like have consistency to the lighting, or even if the lighting is really amazing, have consistency to the the post-processing. Sure. Um, Have consistency consistency to the editing. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, geez, the easiest thing you can do is just pick a focal length and stick to it. Zoom with your feet or just completely eject and abandon pictures that might be really great. But if you don't have the lens for it, focus on what you can make with that lens there. And, um, and yeah, for instance, um, did I ever tell you about the time where I, uh, got to a a wedding about three hours away and realized I only had my 50 millimeter with me? (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) How does that even happen, man? Don't you have a big roller bag? I had no. I had my lens. I had my shoot sack. This oh, is back no. in the days of the shoot sack. That's why that thing needs and, to go away. Uh, oh my god! I hate, hated that thing. <laughs> it's uh, so I, you know, compelling. Might still be around here somewhere. I, I'm I'm so fascinated with the um, the the effect of things being so compelling in marketing materials and like the uh, the pictures and the material and the descriptions presentation yeah and being like that is the answer to everything I could ever want and then you get it and you realize everything wrong about it once you actually are using it it yeah. just never ceases to amaze me how how that 
can happen no matter how hard you try and fight yeah, against I mean, it. Honestly, it's very side, difficult to to make a perfect product. You know? Yeah. No, uh, no, of course. I get that. Of course. I get that. And one that would apply for everybody in all their situations. But, but still. The sheet sack was sort of the first of its kind, though, which you have to give it credit for, as far sure. as I know. And it's still a it material. A I love the material it's made out of. I don't know why more companies aren't still using. It's like, was it wetsuit material? Yeah. It's New genius. Brain. Makes sense. It's totally right. genius for equipment. Um, if I ever custom build a bag, it's coming out. It's it's going to be neoprene, in in a color other than black. But it's yeah, ne- neither so, here nor there. Anyway, so I yeah I prepped for this wedding like the night before, and I was all ready and everything, and it was three hours away, like way out in uh, <laughs> past Charlottesville. And so I get there, and um, I go into my bag, and and I I, I grab my bag, and I man that's. That's interesting. It's a little yeah. lighter than I'm used to. Yeah. Like, oh, wh- where's my shoot sack? It's got to be in here somewhere. Nope. My shoot sack was not in there. I had my rolly bag and my sling bag. Oh. Um, actually, I wasn't even using a sling bag at the time. I just had my rolly bag, and in there was one camera. And it was my, I think it was a D700. And uh, a 50, that my, thank God my 50 was on it. And I had my 35 Freelance. Uh, and that's it. I didn't have my 85. <laughs> I didn't my, have my 8200, which I was, I think, using at the time. Um, oh, 24 to 70, which I was using at the time. Didn't have anything. Talk the about entire a good way to learning. learn a lesson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have never but, forgotten anything But again you can totally shoot a whole wedding on a 50. I mean, totally. 90% of weddings. Yeah. So, so I was like, I'm just, hey, this is happening. I am going to do this. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And it, it turned out great. And um, I think you once you, you get to a certain threshold of uh, competency and skill, you can totally do that. And uh, yeah. I've actually been, uh, for weddings that I know a general sense of attitude and in, in, in our environment, I've been bringing only one flash. Uh, yep, not, same here. Not a backup because a part of me kind of wants that flash to fail so that I have to use like my video light or something mm-hmm. and, and create a solution to, uh, to the problem. And I mean, that's, that's how you learn, of course. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm no longer daunted in basically any circumstances. If I like don't have my flash somehow, or I, yeah. or all I've got is my 50, which always stays on my camera. Um, you know, yeah. I'm good in any environment, you know, yeah. press shoot, wedding, doesn't matter. So it's, I don't know, develop it. T- and it's taken a long time to develop that kind of uh, confidence, but it's still, you know, I still, I, I agree. It's, I kind of almost want like one of my cameras to go down. So I'm like, okay, I only got one <laughs> How camera. How do I do left. this with my iPhone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, the one camera. I've thing, always thought about know. that. Have you ever thought about that? Like, can I shoot this wedding with my iPhone? Have you yeah, ever had oh, that thought? I have thought about that for sure. For sure. I think it could be doable. Uh, obviously <laughs> that would be the last resort ever, but yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm just stumbled across the, uh, you know, the two man, I always want to call them the two man group because like, it's the, like the blue man group, but two man photography out of, uh, Canada. They just posted their 2016 review, which is hilarious. Oh, really? They're a little behind on that, but it's, it's pretty amazing. Hey, better late than never. Yeah. I don't think I did one for 2014. So many, so many layers. 2016? 14. What? Like, I missed one one oh, year. That's... And, I just, I, and it was like March, and I was like, eh. Yeah. 
they do very, very layered work. It's pretty, pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, I like, I like layering. Yeah. Yeah. They shoot like everything layered in an F five something. (laughs) It's crazy. Not everything, but a lot of it. Um, yeah, that's, uh, some people really do well with that. Um, I like that. They're rocking. When I see it done well, it just takes a very skilled photographer to actually pull that kind of thing off. Oh, for sure. Well, and it's a husband and wife team. I mean, one big advantage to husband and wife teams is that you can have somebody manning an off-camera flash and they know what you're going for as you get into space without like as you get into position they know what you're going for right without having to say anything that would be incredible uh (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah i mean you know if you want to shoot in that way then that's great but yeah um yeah very dramatic work anyway yeah I i had a wedding um actually the wedding yeah for this weekend in uh Florida, I've, my, that, they, they were like, so are you going to, uh, you can bring your wife, she going to shoot with you? And I'm like, oh, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Has Abby ever we shot, shoot with together. She shot um, two weddings with me, actually. Uh, she shot my cousin's wedding with me. Oh, no, these guys just lost all credibility with me, sorry. One other one. They did a flash behind the couple in the middle of a rain, uh, rain, really? rainstorm. <laughs> guys, it's yo, like, if you're listening to this, just stop doing that. Or, or, <laughs> or do it. Like in a completely weird way, and then I'll and I'll be like, "All right, that's cool." Otherwise, <laughs> I'm pissed. It's okay. It's all right. They have everything else is crazy, crazy yeah, good. But yeah, Abby has has shot with me um, for two weddings, and she did a great job actually on both of them. She's got yeah. a she's got a good eye. That's awesome. But she also doesn't really want to be a photographer so so i was trying to think back when when you mentioned like you know you can walk into any space and be confident that you can deal with it assuming you don't have a you know completely burned batteries right. or something right. I, I remember in my first year shooting even then ta- talking with yeah i started sketching every moment on my notepad mm-hmm. I, I remember in my first year uh second shooting for another photographer randomly and I can't quite remember her name, but I remember we were talking about another really established photographer who's been shooting for years and like how nice it must be for that person to walk into any situation and feel confident and not stressed. And and the more I think about this, the more I realize it was probably, probably takes about a hundred weddings, I would say, yeah. to, to get to that point where you've seen enough variety, enough personalities, enough things have gone wrong that uh, you've had to fix. Um that yeah, a hundred weddings before your confidence. The only nerves that I get now are, are more or less excitement, um, unless it's like a travel sure. tra- traffic related thing or something. That can always be stressful, no matter how experienced you are. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. I'm a little I'm a little PTSD'd about leaving about like yeah, I, uh, I always try and have an hour hour ahead yeah just so basically my plan is most weddings i need to eat lunch on the way so i'll plan for an hour ahead to eat lunch and if traffic is bad i just skip lunch and i just start yep. shooting and yep it's fine thank yeah, you eating yeah. is not the important thing um getting there on time <laughs> yeah i'd much rather be there with an empty <laughs> stomach than full and 10 minutes even 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 one minute late is so stressful compared to being you know one minute early or something oh anyway, absolutely yeah. um so okay so back to back to the 85 um i i find that the 85 is great as you said for um for ceremonies uh it helps me to kind of 
I, you know, I can kind of take a, a few minutes and get it, get in the back and see, you know, kind of from a different little bit of a different focal length, what's going on at this wedding. Hmm. Um, it's also nice for kind of getting some shots of people as they're sitting down at the ceremony location. Yeah. Um, because you can, you know, you usually can have plenty of distance so you can get nice amount of context, but really also, also get some like nice depth of field. Um, uh, due to that nice 85, you know, focal length. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, honestly, that's, that's most of what I, what I bring it out to as well is yeah. Ceremonies. Um, sometimes during cocktail hour, if I'm feeling like antisocial. Yeah. 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 That, that can be <laughs> nice to put some distance between you and people. Yeah. Cause it does feel whenever you're doing like cocktail hour or people are eating or whatever, it can be kind of awkward to, yeah. you feel like you're, they know you're there <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and having some distance is really kind of nice to, um, you know, yeah. I, I was just thinking that there's actually, I can think of at least two images in my portfolio right now that are actually with my 85. One of them is a prism shot hmm. um, where I got a really nice amount of distance. Like I, I backed way up and um, and it worked out, uh, for, for kind of a, an interesting shot back in the day. I used to use 85 on engagement shoots. Like mm. my first, I would say probably my first or second year. Um, actually, yeah, my first year of shooting, I had D 700 and that, and that Nikon 85 one eight, which actually I think I still have over here too. Nice. I never sold it. Oh I, yeah. The 1.8. Yeah. That. The okay. old, with that big metal shroud. Um, for the front. Um, but yeah, I used to, I, I used to bring that on engagement shoots and it was really cheesy. <laughs> Cause I would, it would be that kind of like walking along a path thing that I've stopped. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm looking now, I, I tried to shoot portraits with the 85 cause it was the Sigma one. I need to have a bunch of content for, and I'm mm-hmm. looking at a session that I have not called yet. And it's interesting. It's interesting. I feel like just physically I'm so far away the, the feel further away from me yeah. as the viewer of the image. It's just something that's never really appealed to me, but I could see as, uh, as another person viewing that, how that feels more candid and natural. Like the photographer's not even there. Sure. So maybe yeah. that, that's kind preference. of a, maybe that's kind of a better thing. Yeah. It's interesting to think about. Again. Yeah. I mean, I've, I know lots of photographers that 85 is kind of their go-to engagement session focal yeah. length. Yeah. Um, and that's how they've learned. That's how they shoot now. And it's great for them. Um, just, I, I really like having just that little bit of wideness of the 50 focal length. And I know you're, you're kind of more of a 58 type guy. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's only, it's mostly for the look of the 58 in terms right. of the bokeh rendering and just the, the character that it has, which is completely subjective. Some people probably yeah. hate it, but I do wish it had that same character at a 50 millimeter focal length. I agree with you. The 50 is even a 45 actually is more of a sweet spot in my, my Ooh, book. Yeah. I love the 45. I, ju- I just love having that little bit of wideness. And then yeah. I love the 24 cause, and, and I love 14. Because I just, I love like just suddenly Nathan is realizing he has no consistency to his portfolio. And I like, I like a fifty-seven millimeter. Actually, (laughs) I was thinking, how funny Um, would it be to like break or tape down or super glue a zoom lens to be at some completely (laughs) weird 
focal length all the time. I'm actually a 26 millimeter shooter, 27. It's <laughs> a good idea, actually. Have well, you not, you know, have you you not could, tried the 39 millimeter? <laughs> you could actually, you could actually do that with that um, that Sigma 18 to 35 18. Oh, you could. Yeah, you, you could do could. that. You could super glue it. Now, this is a project for you guys at home. <laughs> you can super glue your zoom lens to one focal length forever. And your work will look different than anyone else's. That's true. On an overall no consistent one's, No one's comparison. tried it before. No one's tried it before. Yeah. Breaking new ground here in the uh, Epic Podcast. Uh, <laughs> Epic Podcast. Epic Podcast. Okay, so I just merged together a panorama using the 85, and it, it looks pretty great. Looks oh, really well, good. good for you, Sam. Yeah, no one can see that. I can't even see it either. So this is this is fun for me too. Um, nice. Well, I need to uh, I need to head out. I got to make some sausages for dinner. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Enjoy your. Oh, got by the way, sausage craft. I, I had some of the most amazing sausage the other day, and it was chicken sausage. Mm. Have you ever had that? Of course. Oh, okay. I hadn't. <laughs> You've never had chicken sausage? No, it was amazing. It blew In your mind. life. No, not, I mean, I'm sure I had, but I didn't realize it type of situation. Who else out here has never had chicken sausage? It's good. Uh, uh, is it common? Is it? Yeah, it's common. Oh, well, then I must have had it and didn't realize. I didn't mm. know. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good place to wrap. So thanks, everyone. We'll uh, catch you. Nice. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, I don't think we'll ever hit a consistent, like, we record podcasts every Wednesday. So don't freak out if you don't see any new episodes for a couple weeks at a time or you see yeah. two in a row in the same week. That's uh, kind of, I think, how we how we roll. There's no yeah, reason. Although to- I will say, though, that, um, you know, with weddings picking up starting for me this week all the way through, damn, August? right now uh or no july i think i got a lull in july um i'm i i think we'll probably be podcasting fairly regularly so agreed all right well uh yeah later all right well check you later bye (laughs) i'll